0: again to a special edition of Footy from the Foot. This time um, just to conclude all of the interviews that I did whilst uh, Rodney was away. This is the conversation that I had with Shade who is the uh, the leader of the SD Geordies. I'm not sure of what their official title is but uh, they are certainly an up and coming group. Uh, they are growing all of the time so it was lovely of Shade to uh, spend a little bit of time uh, with me and Rather than have it be a little appendix onto one of the regular things that Rod and I do I thought it was an appropriate thing to just have it be its own little entity And uh, hopefully you'll enjoy the conversation that Shade and I had So without any further ado, uh, here's that conversation
1: (laughs) How are you doing? I'm great man, how are you? Yeah, not at all bad. Yeah, just, uh, you know, getting back into the swing of things. Yeah, no worries. Like I said, I'm always happy to do, uh, I'm always happy to support Footy from the Foot. Anything anything you or Rodney do, I'm I'm in full support of. Everyone needed a little bit of a break. I totally yeah. agree. Like, I really needed a break. Because um, it was like we went from the Euros straight into the season. And so yeah. it just felt like the season was so much long. Like, in a good way, but also, like, just felt longer, you know? <laughs> like, it really did. something
0: the newcastle season was i mean the most remarkable season probably in its history i suspect isn't it you know it's uh, tumultuous and exciting and yeah ridiculous
1: yeah i mean yeah that I mean that's definitely the way to uh <laughs> to describe it i mean i don't think there's any other way to describe it first off it was the biggest comeback that a team's ever done in the premier league um ever ah, okay. yeah, yeah yeah um or it was either that or it was the first club to be in 19th in december with no wins to then not only avoid regula- re- re- relegation but also well we finished 11th but we I mean we essentially that's that's top of Ties the league the for us considering yeah. where we were <laughs> in December you know
0: <laughs> I mean a remarkable job wasn't it really from uh, how, how obviously there's money flying around but it wasn't as though you'd uh, shipped in Neymar and Messi or anything like that was it? you you were buying in players that kind of long term will, will fit I think and that was the, the the good thing about it I think wasn't it
1: yeah, no, definitely. Obviously, like there's there's multiple factors that, that have gone into to our success. And, you know, and all the haters, and we have plenty of them now, more so than we've ever had before. Um, you know, they can they can call oil money all they want and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it's like we've been starved for what was it, eleven years, fourteen years under Ashley. I mean, obviously the takeover was the first kind of oh my god moment. Um, but still, you know, a takeover doesn't mean anything. We've seen more takeovers fail than we have seen succeed, um, you know, being Premier League football fans right and especially hey, uh, I'm a Bolton fan yeah I know I know I mean it's even worse for you but I'm just you know just you know yeah. every, you know everyone oh, yeah. we see takeovers all the time and and I would argue that more fail than succeed and um so there's always a bit of skepticism and then when you're a Jordy on top of it you're skeptical to fuck because you've been just conditioned to not get your hopes up for so long under Ashley and uh it's like that was definitely the first step and then And then you know, not only did we get a takeover, but we got football people that were involved in that takeover. And that's that's the other key. It's it's not just money. It's you need football people. I mean, you know, if if you want to just throw money at a problem and see it not work, look at Man United. Um, You know, it's it's like you need football people that understand it. And I think everything going wrong with Man United right now it it just screams we need somebody that understands football working for us um, because the money's not the issue. So we got football people put in place, and then and then. You know, bringing in Eddie Howe. Um, obviously, like I won't, I won't lie. Like I'm, i I mean, Eddie Howe was who I wanted before the takeover happened. Um, I thought he was the most realistic manager that uh, Ashley could get. I thought that he was forward-thinking enough. I thought that he was cheap enough in terms of he knew how to put a, a quality together with a budget um, to fit kind of Ashley's keep us in the Premier League model. Um, but I also think that he would have been able to get more out of the team that we had pre takeover um when the money came in i got i got drunk with money just like every other newcastle fan and us you know the Unai emory ties were definitely exciting and stuff like that i personally i understood i wanted him but i understood why he didn't go our way um i think that for him he didn't want to see two failed two failed moves to the prem and there's a lot more riding on him um whereas really like eddie howe had really didn't have anything to lose he's just been improving himself since since he was let go from Bournemouth. And so that really, like in hindsight, I mean, obviously it's easy to say in hindsight because it was a success, but I really think that like him not having anything to lose him being forward-thinking and him having been already thinking about our project, having been tied to a pre-takeover really put him in a really good position, but then also being somebody that knows how to keep. So that was the next factor in, in this craziness that became Newcastle last season. But then the, the third, the third big factor was, was Kieran Trippier, um, signing like that, uh, you know, they're, I mean, your big eights and everything like that, they, they would think that was a good signing, but they wouldn't, they wouldn't look at it like the all-star that we see it as for Newcastle. And which is really indicative of how much we've been starved, but for an England international, um, having just one La Liga, um, and, you know, to choose Newcastle over any other club that would have taken him. And, you know, it's, he wasn't, it wasn't like we were his only option. You know, we're not, not naive in thinking that and and obviously like I know money does go a long way but you know he's a northern lad he wanted to come back to the north he understood the project and stuff but signing him was really the the thing that opened up everything for us I don't think we stay up you know I think that we don't stay up without Kieran Trippier like I think that that was just as integral as Eddie Howe was um and then because without Kieran Trippier the next domino effect doesn't happen right we bring in Dan Byrne we get in Target on a loan, which was probably a realistic thing for us prior to the takeover. Um, but smart buys that were that that Mike actually wouldn't have thought to do. It's like, okay, let's bring in another striker that at least knows how to is battle tested in the prem, but also weakens a relegation rival. Okay, that's smart, right? Let's bring in Dan Burn that also weakens maybe not a relegation rival, but oh, you know, Brighton probably in the lower half of the table last season. It's going to weaken them, but also bring us back a Geordie boy who knows how to play, who's also, you know, eight foot three.
0: I mean, at least three kicks. You're not getting past that. You know, he could be the exactly, doorstop or whatever. Not, oh, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, and our back line was just desperate for something. And so, like, that was really smart. And then, you know, and then out of everything, I, without Kieran Trippier, I don't think Bruno Guimaraes ever comes. Um, And yeah. and that's just been, I mean, we 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 were drunk with feeling spoiled after Trippier signed and you know, and I think that most Newcastle fans were understood the other signings, but maybe weren't as excited as they were about Trippier. And then when Bruno came in having, you know, Arsenal lost out on Bruno to us and stuff like that. Like that's a big thing for a young, hungry, like exciting Brazilian international to join Newcastle. It's like, all of a sudden we have an up and coming Brazilian international. And we have a starting England player in our team. And it's like, whoa like mm-hmm. all of a sudden you know and yeah you know and then out of that you know and then I, there's always a bit of luck that goes into it too it's like i knew that karen trippier was going to slot right in and, and know what to do he'd worked with eddie howe before he's played in the prem he's world class he's played for england he knows he knows what english football means to people but also being a northern lad you can't be a northern lad and not know what newcastle means to newcastle you know and yeah. um and uh and so I thought that like, I knew he was going to come in and hit the ground running. Um, and then that was just going to open the door. And that was really, really smart. And I was actually at his debut. Um, and it was awful. We lost to Cambridge United and it was, you know, I'm happy to have been at that loss because I really feel like that was the rally cry for what we're going to become. Um, but I got to be there for his debut and you could already see he had been at, he had been at the, he had been at the club for 48 hours and he was already commanding the line. He was being vocal with all his players. He was, he was, putting himself in the right positions, like things we had just not seen from our club in almost a year. Right. And, and it was just like night and day. And even though we lost and it was atrocious and stuff like that, I'm really glad that we did, to be honest. Like, I, I'm happy that to say that I'm hopefully will have been at Newcastle United's lowest point ever, <laughs> but, um, but you could just see the difference. And then, and then that was always inevitable and in a, in a way. And, um, but Bruno just hitting the ground running when, when he, when he came, yeah i don't think I mean, anyone that saw does that. not happen does it
0: that, uh, well, yeah. very often that it's a,
1: a playmaker uh,
0: like that can take a long long to sort of bed in so it, that in itself was a little bit of a gamble but i mean yeah. heck, what a player he, he, he looks like he's going to be and, and was for you
1: like, like after that season. it's it's true it's i mean and in newcastle's not you know we're we're not dumb to that by any means you know like so many investments, you know, Ashley made in French players that we thought were going to turn into something. And some of them did, you know, but more often than not, we were investing in players that just were never going to go anywhere. And, um, and our scouting was just like, you could just tell with what we were bringing in that our scouting was not what we needed it to be. And, and so for him to come in, you know, I think a lot of people were like, I mean, I know other people were probably hoping he wouldn't have come in and hit the ground running, but, you know, I think we were a little, like, we were excited, but also, like, you don't know what you're going to get with a player that's not played in the prem before, and, yeah. you know, he can't, he comes on his debut, and he gets that amazing backhill goal, and then, like, that little foot goal, and then, you know, and then he gets that amazing header against Leicester to win the game for us, and he's just, but he's also, like, he's come in, I feel like Trippier's come in as a star value for, like, your older supporters that, that have been starved, whereas Bruno's come in for the future, right, and all the kids are loving him in a way that they. I, I don't think that they love Maxi, even though a lot of the kids seem to love Maxi. I think that he's just got this different type of star power. He knows how to do his social media really well, which obviously speaks to the youth more too. And then he plays on the pitch and backs it up, right? And it's just, um, it's refreshing. You know, it's refreshing for my friends that have kids who are no longer having to buy them Ronaldo jerseys or whatever. Like they're buying them, you know, Bruno G. You know, Bruno G. on the back of a Newcastle top, and they're happy that yeah. their kids are excited for Newcastle again and. And I think that that's fantastic, and and so yeah, I mean, it was just really this this like long waited system of events that we were begging for, and we knew was possible, and and it's almost been like this weird. I mean, like I don't think like I mean we get branded delusional all the time, but I don't think that um, you know I don't I don't think we have unrealistic expectations for next season. But I think that after everything we've gone through, acting the way we did about finishing eleventh last season. After the way we started was completely valid and warranted and deserved, you know, and and um and just that.
0: What was the what it was? You were right up there, weren't you, in terms of points for the calendar year, weren't you? I
1: think that yeah, uh, you know, so second. It was second up until I think the last couple of weeks, but no one did better than us after the after the international break in Liverpool, you know, and um you'd expect them to and. You know, and you know, and yeah, calendar year table that we were doing better than city, we were doing better than everybody. We were top four, Mm -hmm. and um, and I think that that's a good indication of of not only the manager that we brought in, the funding that we put in, but really like I didn't think we had a terrible squad. Um, I thought pre takeover, and I've said this before, I thought it was one of the best teams we've had on paper in a long time. Like Mm -hmm. when we signed Calvin Wilson and brought him in last year and everything, and unfortunately he can't stay fit for a season. That's an issue, but. I thought we had a really strong side with Maxi and stuff. Our defensive line is completely eroded, but I I I blame more Bruce on that than I do the types of players that we had and the lack of investment. Right? I don't yeah. I don't think we had a bad squad.
0: But there's the fella. Uh, what, what's the Paraguayan lad, yeah, lad you have? Um, Almirón. Almirón. I yeah. saw him play in must have been the Copa America like last close season. Against uh, Argentina, and the, the, he was absolutely on fire. I'm like, yeah. why is it? <laughs> so, yeah, something's kind of breaking down. Whether it's communication, not knowing what he's been told, and it's like coaching issues or something. But I'm like, what a player! Yeah. He was absolutely unstoppable that day. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Like you said, he, he probably did have a squad. It was just a matter of it being coached into them what what uh, what, what was expected, really. So, and yeah. they would like Steve Bruce has gone t- and uh, to West Brom. And they've plummeted like a stone, haven't they? As well, like since he's taken over, uh, yeah. they were on the cusp of like getting up like automatically, and they didn't even make the playoffs. I don't think so. Yeah, it kind of shows a little bit, doesn't it? I think that uh, that sort of manager these days, it, I think that's going less and less in fashion, isn't it? So uh, I think it's yeah, true. Eddie Howe's a little more c- cerebral, isn't he? And so, what do you think, sort of? Uh, what what can you legitimately kind of hope for next year in terms of league positions or anything else like that?
1: Oh, see, this is where reasons <laughs> to quite. be cheerful yeah. here. This is the. Yeah. This is, the... <laughs> no,
0: this,
1: yeah, this is this is the this is where Twitter comes to comes to yeah. haunt me. In, in, reasons you know, to and reasons to be really
0: anxious for next year. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, I mean. I'll go with how I really feel. Okay. I mean, we've obviously made more investment. I mean, since January, I think it's for around 200 million that we've put in and massively needed. And so like, I don't look that, I don't look at that as like a, like, I don't necessarily look at that as 200 million injected into the club in terms of like clubs that have been functioning. Right. Like I think you have to maybe subtract a little bit of that for us because we've massively needed funding for the past four years. And so we're making up for lost time. Right. And also being mindful of, financial fair play um and so i mean it's still early days only in only for one fact two factors for me i still think we need a right winger and i think we need a striker um and i think that most people on you know in the twitter sphere of it all would agree um i think defensively we look stronger than we've looked in years and getting in another exciting prospect in and Sven Botman is obviously exciting as well and you know and jury's still out on him we'll see how he acclimates because. I think a lot of Newcastle fans are are realistic and, wow, Bruno hit the ground running. We can't expect that from every new player coming into the prem. So he might need time to acclimate, but even with him removed, our defense is much stronger. Um, I think if we invest in another striker that's young and pacey and an investment for the future, I think we need a pacey right winger that's going to complement maximum uh, on the wings, but on the right side. And we have so many, you know, we have quite a few midfield options now, including Jolenton, who never, you know, no one ever thought he was going to amount for much. And now he's one of the best midfielders in the league. Um, and I would argue is probably solidified himself in that idea for Eddie Howe going forward. Um, you know, like, I really don't think that, that um, a Europa League conference place is unrealistic, to be honest with yeah. you. I think that's the best we could possibly do next season. Okay, that's interesting. But, so right. that's yeah. that's me going as optimistic as I possibly really? could go, right? Okay. Um, yeah. I was
0: not. I, I was maybe. I was maybe thinking fifth or sixth, but yeah, you're looking for like seventh uh, and maybe yeah. like a trophy to get it. Okay.
1: Because I think cool. uh, I think you All have right. to factor in your, your your competitors. Arsenal do look stronger now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Gabriel Jesus was a great pickup for them. I would have loved to have him on our squad. Like he would have been the striker I would have been going after right now. To be honest with you. Um, I think that we're just a little out of his grasp because we don't have champions League football um, or even Europa League football. Right. And so that made sense. Um, I think Arsenal are a little stronger. I definitely think Spurs are much stronger. Um, I think Spurs are a top four team now. Um, I mean, now you have to see all that team work, but going off of what they've got on paper, the manager that they've got, it looks like Charnley's realized he can't keep playing the game that he's been playing. And he's actually, got to loosen the wall a little bit and maybe be a man of his word a little more. Um, So I think that, that they're going to thrive from that. I think that you're going to see a Harry Kane that's realized he's probably not going to get that next big English transfer. So he's going to have to perform at Spurs, especially if he wants to beat Shearer's record. Um, So there's those factors as well. Son just constantly gets better, which I can't believe to be honest with you, because I wouldn't have rated him four years ago. And now I'm just like, Jesus, he proves me wrong every season. Um, so I think Spurs have definitely changed the game. I do see Chelsea degrading themselves, like going backwards though. Um, for a multiple of reasons, one, I mean, the Lukaku of it all, like they're struggling to pull in a striker. Um, I don't think Ronaldo will ruin his reputation going there as like a easy fix. Um, so I don't really know where they're going to get that striker from. And they were massively needing one last season. And, you know, now Lukaku has gone. Also, I don't trust their American owners. Um. I think that Americans have a very poor history of joining the Prem. I think that they join this model of business thinking that they know everything about business and then are massively humbled. Um, Like obviously Liverpool have done amazing things, but you know, American owners tend to have a history of ruining things in the Prem more so than succeeding. So um, until I'm, until, until that kind of uh, generalization sways the other way, I have to go with what tends to happen and, And I don't think that the Dodgers organization is a successful organization comparative to Chelsea. So, you know, like I would argue that Dodger fans think that these are good owners because they've won a world series. They've been in the playoffs every year, but I think Chelsea have much bigger expectations than what is it? Todd Billy's uh, expect, you know, maybe knows what he's getting himself into. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's going to cause them to slide a bit. Um, So, yeah, so I think there's, there's enough movement at the top to maybe, I mean, if no one had done anything, right, and we we went in with the team we've built, and everyone stayed the same as last season, then yeah, maybe I'd be a little more delusional in my uh, my high my my optimistic standpoint. But I think I'm pretty realistic there that I think that, that I mean, yeah. maybe we can creep into a Europa League, but I think yeah. realistically, yeah,
0: Seven- well, that's it as Well, because West Ham are currently in that spot, aren't they? And yeah, exactly. They are, they're going to be in that uh, that competition that means that they're going to have to be playing Thursday-Sunday uh, games. Yeah, Arsenal, who didn't play any midweek games last last year, and now all of a sudden playing uh, uh, Europa League Thursday-Sunday again, yeah. they didn't particularly look great, even when they didn't have uh, midweek football. Uh, and so, and like you say, yeah, that uh, Chelsea on the slide. Maybe no, no one knows about United. And so, yeah, yeah. There's definitely uh, the there's definitely leeway in there, isn't it? it's a there is there's a bit of movement. There, yeah. And
1: yeah. When I was even telling Rodney, and this might be where I get delusional, and that's fine, I don't care. Um, everybody knows I'm blind for Newcastle, but you know, and I was telling Rodney, like I really think that you're going to see a shift in this this control these controlling entities that we have of the prem, like your big six, right? Um, and I really think that a couple are going to slide down and I think that it's going to make room at the table for a more solidified spot for Spurs. But I also think that Newcastle are going to be a part of that conversation within the next four years, um, a serious part of that conversation. And, and if West Ham keep doing what West Ham are doing, I think that they've done a lot of great things, smart things in terms of money, but like, they've got a good manager. And, and, you know, Moyes is really like, he's gotten his man United PTSD out of the way. um, you know, and I'm glad he took that out on Sunderland, <laughs> um, you know, and now, you know, cause I actually really like Moyes. Um, I really rate Moyes. In fact, I wanted Moyes uh, before we got Rafa and then we got Rafa and I was okay with it, but I was, you know, I was screaming from, I was gutted when he went to Sunderland, but I was glad when he did so poorly there and I'm I'm happy to see him. I don't like West Ham, but I'm happy to see him doing well as a manager. I, was, I like him as a manager.
0: Well, with West Ham as well, you feel like that they're, Still in of the top seven, they are the most vulnerable to, for somebody coming in and buying one of their players. Um, I agree. I, I, whereas Newcastle probably will find themselves not in that position, I suspect, you know, because if someone does come in for them, well, they just chuck them a couple of hundred thousand or whatever and, and see where that gets them. But I think with, with West Ham, there's that. But also with Spurs, it's very reliant on whether Conte hangs around for any length of time. And yeah. I think if what he usually does, Conte is come in. Two and a half years, something like that, wins you something, and then you know, buggers off. He's not yeah. someone that's going to be around there for the next twelve years. So even then, there's again more leeway in for, for. That's true. Yeah. Or something, yeah,
1: there's so, lots of factors there. I mean, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And I do. I think the problem we have right now is there's certain players we can't we can afford them, but we can't get them um, because of where we are in the table. And that's definitely opened up a lot wider because we were able to secure the top flight, but. There are players that they're like, nah, I'm, I'm not there in my career yet. And that's fine. I under, I'm i not, I'm not silly in, in thinking otherwise on that. Um, and I do agree with your assessment of West Ham um, having players. I think the biggest problem that we've got right now is we've got players that no one wants to buy and that's affecting our financial fair play hardship. Right. I see. Um, yeah. You know, it's just like, you know, like Gail's on ridiculous money and no one wants him, you know, and it's because it was cheaper for us to give him an extension when Ashley was there, than buy another striker um even though he can't play in the prim for the life of him right and um and so like that's that's an issue you know um and then there's a couple others that I'm blanking on right now but him specifically you know I think we have to you know I Shelby that's what absolutely. I was going to say is, is yeah. Shelby you know I know Shelby's one of the highest paid players we have and I really don't think that I know that there are a lot of people who have seen him turn around with how last season and I agree and he clearly does need a manager that pushes him because he did the same thing under Rafa. Whereas he like flailed under, uh, I mean, he just got fat and slow under Bruce and then it was the same thing with, uh, McLaren, right. Um, before Rafa. And so he definitely needs one of those. And it's like, if he is being pushed, like he is, he is really good, but I'm just, I just feel like maybe Eddie missed the window on Shelby. I feel like, He, I feel like the best we saw out of Shelby last season is the best we're going to get, and that's a massive improvement. Whereas I would have loved Eddie Howe to have Shelby three years ago, right? When when he was the player we bought. Whereas now he is getting older. I think he also realizes he's probably got one season left. I would love, you know, so it's like, I don't know what we do with him. I personally would like to offload him. I just don't think it's feasible. I think we'll be with him for another season. And if he delivers and plays his role and is cool with being not in the starting lineup every week, um, but does deliver when he is in there, and you know maybe he captains a good cup run happy days um, mm-hmm. I'm good with that you know and and the hard one for me is LaSalle's, uh mainly because I have like a, I, I love Lacell like I have an emotional attachment to LaSalle's. um like I met him when he was a u twenty three player and he was just so nice to me and everything like that, and then he fought to become captain and he did really well for us under Rafa, and then he's massively eroded since and it's been very heartbreaking to see but and he's our captain. But he's just not our captain anymore, um, and so he's one that we we are going to have to offload. And I think we can, I, I like I think him going in not back to Nottingham Forest makes the most sense. He stays okay. in the prem, he goes back home, um, and it, you know I'm hoping that I know we have had rumors of of that happening, and I would argue that if he's not going to stay, like that's what I would hope happened for him. Um, but yeah, it's tough with the players that we want to offload because they are just. They weren't, you know, a lot of the ones that are, we have a bunch of players that are highly paid that just aren't worth their money and weren't good enough for the Prem last season. You know, and so we we just were stuck in this weird situation with some of them. Managing
0: the the step up in quality that you're able to have versus what uh, you currently have and having that mentality of, you know, if we do go down that these will probably be the players that, could, <laughs> that will bring us back up. You don't need that. So yeah. Of these, uh, you know, and so, uh, yeah, navigating your way out of that's going to be an interesting thing. Um, uh, a word on, by the way, like you said, mentioned something, they've come, they've gone back up one league, haven't they? So <laughs> they're getting closer,
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and, with, and with them, like, and you know, I'm, I'm always in the minority on this, right? Um, it's like, I want them in the Prem, I want, them oh, doing you want your rivals in that, there, don't you? Of course yeah, you, you know, really? I want them doing worse than us, yeah, you know, I want six points <laughs> off them every season. But I want them in the prem. I, I like. I don't understand this. Like, I get the disdain for your rivals, and that's great, you know. But Proof I wasn't let's, going prove to be yeah, let's prove it. Yeah, let's know,
0: Day, You know, I want a Derby Day. You know,
1: and and I think it's crazy that there are fans who don't want their children to experience a Derby Day. It was one of the best. We lost, and it was one of the best experiences of my life. You know, I hated yeah. losing, but it was just everything that went up into it, the buildup, everything about it, being at St. James Park for that, and you know, and even being ridiculed in your hometown by. your rivals there there's character building there that (laughs) (laughs) absolutely
0: there is yeah i get so much
1: hate for that i really do especially (laughs) being american
0: (laughs) excellent well um i'll bring things to a close but it was lovely to speak to you and thank you very much for doing this um uh yeah i look forward to seeing what comes of newcastle they're playing it the right way as well aren't they i I think like the, the, the football that they play is interesting and so that that's that's something as well you're not doing the, the, whole, uh, the Jose way, of kind of attritional rubbish. But uh, this is, yeah. it's going to be interesting. Isn't it? It's going to be good football uh, to watch as well. So uh, yeah,
1: yeah, it's yeah, going to cool be stuff. exciting. Yeah, it's exciting, and it's um, the thing I like the most is that we're not being we're not like we're being firm about our boundaries and how much money we're going to spend on players. We're not letting people take advantage of us, and that was something I did worry about. That's what somebody that's what you get when you don't have a you don't have football people running your team, right? Mm-hmm. And in, um. And that's a really good indication of the people that we've got put in place because some of these absurd um, quotes we're getting from other clubs for their players. And we're just like, nah, never mind. Um, And we're really not letting that happen. I think that that's really good. I think that we're doing a lot of things smart. And I think that, um, you know, we've set big expectations for next season, but not nothing that's not manageable. And I think that, um, I think that we're really going to, uh, I think we're going to garner a lot more hate next season. Um, <laughs> I'm okay with well, it, you know well, well i mean and
0: i know that rod's looking forward to seeing like all uh, all the, the geordies down there uh, the bluefoot for their for their games it's it's a group that's getting bigger all the time isn't it so uh yeah that's in no lads part to yourself is it so no small part no small part to yourself so uh, <laughs> congratulations on that so uh, yeah it'll be good fun be good fun
1: next season so it will be it will be and, and uh and i mean like Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I put the days, I put the events together and stuff like that. And selfishly, I'm just happy to have a bunch of Newcastle fans to watch the game with. We wouldn't have anything that we have right now. If it, you know, if it wasn't for everything that Rodney does at Bluefoot and opening up early and everything like that. And, you know, and then everything that you guys both do with this podcast and making sure that our San Diego football community has this kind of like common, commonplace, like, you know, because that's the other thing I love about about the Bluefoot is it is a neutrals bar no matter what Arsenal thinks. And, um, and, <laughs> yep. and, you know, and, you know, and outside of the matches, you know, that we're playing against one another, like we are all really good friends and we get along and, you know, and when we bump into each other, we have a pint and stuff like that. And, you know, and like you and Rodney are really that glue that keeps us all, you're all that center point in all of, in all of our, like this web of football community that we have in San Diego. And, and like, we're just, you know, I'm just, I'm massively grateful for that. Like I'm grateful for everything uh-huh. that you guys do as well. And, and, and I love, awesome. and I love just having, being able to have a place to go to, but also just always, there's always somebody there. If it's not you, it's somebody else. There's always somebody there to have a football conversation with as well. and And that's always, you know, and that's necessary, especially living out here where no one knows what it's about. So it's like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're
0: dead right. Well that's right. I mean, but it also love to be involved in
1: it and it's it's good stuff and yeah,
0: like I come from a sort of neutral perspective and, and, and yeah. enjoy it in that sense and, and, and love to see that
1: sort of interaction with, with everybody watching their games at various different times. It's brilliant. Love it. Do you get a do you get a Bolton match on at the Bluefoot every now and then? Or
0: no? Every now and again. Uh, depends who they play in the League Cup and things like that. I saw a couple of games in the League Cup last year and yeah. every, every now and again there's an international break, they'll play on a Friday night or something like that. And yeah, because Bolton's – its a Premier League stadium, yeah. uh, and, and so all the cameras know where they're meant to go and all that sort of thing. So it's it's nice that Sky sometimes do that, but uh, uh, generally speaking, I don't—I don't tend to put myself through that really all very, very often if I don't have to. So, but it's yeah. nice every now and again. And I'm going I'm to go—I'm go, going back home, um, back end of September, and so I think uh, some of the supporters' trust uh, people that I work with uh, as part of the California Trotters uh they're Going to sort of meet up and kind of do a bit of a, sort of a guest of honor type situation when I go and watch the league. Oh, that'd game.
1: be cool, man! That's yeah.
0: awesome. <laughs> so yeah, I'm That's excited thick. about that. Um uh, So yeah, you know, but it, it's it's and hopefully we'll start going up the leagues and where it is going to be easier for me to see the game and get people to come and congregate and whatever. You. So yeah, you never know.
1: <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you
0: know, maybe there's That's another. uh There's another. The
1: uh Wealth fund out there for another country, so that you can guys can uh, garner a lot of criticism and money and success. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> that's it's so. the future of football, man. It's a billionaire's game now, isn't it? Uh,
0: uh, and that's the thing, yeah. Indeed, so. But uh, yeah, it's been done the right way at the moment. So we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll see how see it all goes. But uh, thank you so much. This has been great. Really enjoyed oh, no that. that well. Awesome. Anytime. Take all care. Good. See you yeah. later. Ta-ra. Take care, mate. Bye. Thank you to Shade. Really appreciate him giving up his uh, time to speak uh, with us here at Footy from the Foot. we'll um, Look forward to seeing him tomorrow. I'm recording this on Tuesday. And uh, on Wednesday evening, uh, after 5.30ish, it's the pre-season training a little event that Rod has put together to just remind people that the football season is starting up again. In the Premier League and in the Bundesliga, also. And uh, it's a little bit of a get together in conjunction with our friends at Calafino and with Polana as well. So it should be a fun little do. would lovely to see everybody before the season starts. So, uh, yeah, come out in your thousands if you would. That would be awesome. So, anyway, after that, take care. And I'll see you very soon um, with regular Thursday uh, episodes of Footage from the Foot.